0: Now, once again, here's Mark.
1: Well, welcome back, everybody.
2: Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, we've got three lines open if you'd like to join us. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And um, let me just take care of some business real quick. Kurt's Automotive Repair is at I-17 in Bell on the northeast corner. Kurt's been a go-to guy of mine for a long time. And my favorite story is, is a lady was told by two shops that she needed an engine. I said, let's get a third opinion, let's go to Kurtz. She went to Kurtz, I think her repair bill was less than $200, and she's still driving the truck today. It had an oil pressure sensor problem. It wasn't the lack of oil pressure, it was the sensor was lying. So after a manual test and some testing of the different circuits... They found out that the sending unit was bad, so they replaced it then they did some other tests and found out the oil was good so the bottom line is is her engine cost us her engine quote unquote cost two hundred dollars Kurtz so nevertheless if you're in that area they have ASC certified technicians they've got Eric and Jeff they're both masters and so is Kurt so you've got a good boatload of experience right there at Kurtz auto i 17 and Bell Ignacio good morning how can I help you
3: good morning Mark thanks for taking my call you bet I have an old three-tahel, and uh, we'll be driving down the road, and all of a sudden, the locks pop, the bell starts doing like the doors open, and sometimes also the ABS light come on and the brake light come on, and my wife told me it's my driving, but I'm not sure.
2: Now, did, does your wife drink a lot, Ignacio? <laughs> I heard her in the I background, Ignacio. <laughs> I heard her in the background, so I thought I'd go ahead and side with you for a minute. Now, how long has she been your wife, and how long has she been drinking, Inacio?
3: Uh, it's been, uh, 29 years.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I hope she knows I'm just teasing her. Now, what kind of, this was an 03, I missed the, the model.
3: 03, uh, Chevy Tahoe.
2: Okay, Tahoe. Okay, good, good, good. Um, Four I bar, think, bar. I think the problem is going to be in the ignition switch. I think, now this is what I want you to do, when you're driving down the road and you're in a place that you can do this and it's not going to create a safety issue, I want you just to take your right hand and just kind of wiggle the key switch, maybe roll it backwards just a little bit, roll it forward a little bit, jiggle it north and south and east and west and see if that makes the difference. Now, that's called the ignition lock assembly, but down on top of the steering column is the ignition switch assembly. That's the electrical part. So the the key works a tumbler, and the tumbler works a rod, and the rod goes all the way down to the top of the steering column, down by the toes of your boots. And that's where the ignition switch is at. I think it's entirely possible. How many miles are on that Tahoe?
3: Uh, Like 208,000.
2: Okay. It's going to be either the ignition lock or the ignition switch. It's kind of like somebody turned the key off, and that's when you get the Christmas tree lights on the dash. Does the engine die too?
3: Uh, Recently, it did.
2: Okay. All right.
3: Oh, and the other thing I forgot to tell you, it also loses power. You let the pedal go, keep it in the same position, it's like it has no power. So you release it, then you step again, and it's back to normal.
2: Okay, it and now is you think that the problem is gone when you lose power, and then the problem reappears quickly when you gain power back? Yes. Okay. I don't think we. I want you to chase the power problem. I think I want you just to change chase the dash like Christmas tree problem. I think we're just cycling the key. What part of town do you live in, Ignacio?
3: I live on uh, West Phoenix, well no, Glendale. I run Seventy Fifth Avenue in Bethany. Okay, okay do you
2: have a repair shop that you like?
3: No, I don't. I, I used to live in More Central. I used to go to uh, the guy die died over in 27 in Missouri.
2: Oh, Dan's. Or 27
3: uh, in Maryland.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah that was Dan. Uh, he, yeah, what was Dan. the name of his? DB Auto. D&B Auto, Dan and Betsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, D&B that was D&B Dan. Auto. You know, he was a they, guy yeah. I really liked. I, I really liked him. You, you know, he was a no BS guy, he was tough. He'd look you in the eye and talk to you. And he was a huge part of the baseball, the young kids baseball area, group in that area. He, I think he Absolutely. coached baseball. I all the yep, 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 yep. Okay, well, um, I think that uh, there's a the couple of shops that you might get along with Thunderbird Auto at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird. Um, he's a good guy. You got Mike's Auto Tech. On on uh, I don't remember where he's at, but he's in your area. Mike's yeah. Auto Tech, and then you've got that's Jesse that. over at Kelly Clark at Twelfth and Glendale. But that's the street side. But he's yeah. he's in Glendale too. Twelfth and Glendale is uh, Kelly Clark, mm-hmm. and then Mike's Auto Tech and then uh, Thunderbird Auto. Those any one of those three guys could fix this. I promise you.
3: Okay, and so it's gonna be the Christmas. I yeah the uh, the dashboard gauge is uh, acting up too.
2: Okay. And I want you to take the, the uh, your fist and when you're driving down the road and everything is okay, I want you to take your fist and just gently bang on the top of the dashboard. I want you to do it straight in front of you and then I want you to do it about six inches to the left and six inches to the right. I would like that and playing with the key, I would like to see if you can make it happen because if you can make it happen at will and you saved yourself a whole lot of diagnostic money because you've done some of their work for them. So just okay. see if you can figure out what it is. But anyway, Ignacio, 29 years, you should be proud.
3: <laughs> thank you. Hey, hey, thank even, you. More than,
2: even more than that, she should be proud that she's put up with you for 29 years.
3: Absolutely.
2: Okay, thank you, Ignacio. Thank you. Thanks. You bet. You, you know, you can hear the wife in the background. At yeah. least she's laughing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, a <laughs> it's a good thing. That's a good thing. Jim, good morning. How can I help you?
4: Yes, Mike, I have a question. I have a 2014 Ford, or Nissan Frontier. Um, i got 110,000 miles on it. I use it as my service truck. Um, I did the oil changes like every 5,000 miles, but that's about that's about it. That's all I have done because everything is still running like it's brand new. I know it needs probably some maintenance, so what we should suggest, Let 110,000 get done
2: to it. Well, um, I'm I'm of the opinion that people... um, I like your 5,000-mile oil changes, by the way. I like that a lot. But I'm of the opinion that the risk and reward has to do with losing an engine. And in your case, um, I'm I'm only comfortable with 8 years or 80,000 miles on hoses and belts. So I would think that would be... You'd want to tune up the cooling system, get the hoses and belts situated, get new coolant in it. I think that would probably be your biggest risk that's probably going to be what costs you a motor if you overheat the heck out of that thing Um, obviously you've you've kept up on brakes obviously you kept up on your oil changes your windshield wipers if they're bad you're going to know that so that's really now maybe some fluid changes maybe some power steering fluid at a hundred thousand is fine transmission service is good if it's a two-wheel drive both differentials if it's a no if it's a four-wheel drive both differentials if it's a two-wheel drive just change the lube on the rear differential but those things i'm talking about are typically about a hundred thousand miles but you should look at your your owner's manual because the one that might not be a hundred might be less is the transmission service yeah and so that's something you probably ought to stick close to the manual. But as far as the gear oil is concerned, the power steering fluid, the brake fluid, a hundred thousand miles, I'm very comfortable with that.
5: Okay. All righty.
2: Thank, Thank you very much, Jim. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Hang on, I'm going to get to the call here in just a minute. But um, I wanted to tell you that I've had two gentlemen in a very nice way recently call me or send me emails and my email address is easy it's mark at mark dot com and they both said that the opening segment of our show is incorrect okay. because we, they say the only thing he can't fix is the crack of dawn and a broken heart they're both right when they say it should say are the crack of dawn and broken, and, and, uh, broken heart because are indicates plural so is is one r is two does that make sense yep okay, but it it just i I explained to both of them you're right okay it's just not on my radar screen because <laughs> <laughs> we've had that thing since nineteen eighty eight and this is the first two men. And, and, and they did it in a nice way. They said, you know, you need to fix this. And I yeah. said, we're not going to fix it. It doesn't bother anybody, and you're the only two guys in the whole world that have ever now said it." Now everybody anything. will notice it, yeah. And, and they will. Yeah. But they say, and the only two things he can't fix, meaning Mark Salem, the only thing he can't fix is the crack of dawn and a broken heart. and And they're saying it should say, the only two things he can't fix are the Crank and a That just heart.
6: doesn't read right to me but I, kn- I know what they're saying okay. yeah, or that doesn't sound right to
2: me. I wanted to give them credit. I yeah. hear them Okay. but I'm not going to have Gil and but the guys don't down care. This guy's, <laughs> you know what's going to happen if I say to Gil and the engineers at KKNT uh-huh. I want you to change my open and I want you to change one word they're going to laugh at me for the rest of my life.
6: Yes, I'm sure.
2: And and they're going to say, now, how does that go along with when you say your panties are all wadded up? (laughs) (laughs) You know, if your English is that good. So we're not going to change it, folks. God bless you for figuring that out, but we're not going to change it. Okay, someone's at the door. Gil, who's at the door?
7: Rich is at the door.
2: Rich, good morning to you. How can I help you?
4: Um, Good morning. My, uh, My wife has a 2012... Lexus 350, and it's got about 90,000 miles, and due for, for 90,000 miles checkup, and I need a good shop, and who do you okay. recommend?
2: Well, tell me what part of town you either work in or live in.
4: Okay, we live on Westside, uh, Camelback, and Perryville.
2: Okay, uh, 88th and Thunderbird uh-huh. um, would be uh, Thunderbird Auto. And for normal maintenance, S&S Tire does normal maintenance. And what you're talking about is some fluids and filters. Um, and we've also who else have we got on the far? That's really about it. S&S in the that Northeast, far. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and S&S has three locations. Um, they've got Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. I think it's worth a call to them to say, "Can you handle my 90K?" Mm-hmm and in or stop them by and let them take a copy of your ninety K paperwork. Yeah. But I'm I'm quite sure I think
6: they can do that. That's
2: fluids. Yes. I'm I'm quite sure that's all it is is fluids and it might be some belts and hoses. Right. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. But those would be the two guys I want to tell you something. I'm I i, I do not take that responsibility lightly that I refer people. On my website Rich it says if you go to one of my shops and you have a problem Then if you file a nice, that's a key word for me, nice Better Business Bureau complaint, then it will go through the auto advisory committee that I helped create and wrote the rules for. And the the auto advisory committee will tell the better business what they think the shop should do or the customer should not do or whatever. Now, if the shop is told to make a refund or to fix the car and the shop refuses, I, Mark Salem... We'll fix the car up to 5000 or make a, re- a refund up to 5000 So I got that $5,000 number out there, which covers the transmission. Well, it doesn't cover an engine, but it covers the transmission. So I don't take that responsibility lightly on these referrals. But mm-hmm. these guys I've known for many, many years, and they're all good guys. And what's really good about them, if S&S is not good enough to do your, your 90K on your Lexus, they'll tell you. They're not. And they'll also refer you to someone close by that they know that's good. Mm -hmm. So, Rich, thank you very much for bringing that up. But we're going to take a break, and we have open lines available, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960.
5: We'll be back in a minute. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. 2004, They won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their a rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free Courser inspection on every vehicle. The same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three year, 36,000 mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at thunderbirdautomotive.com. That's thunderbirdautomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. (laughs)
6: There's no question you want the best education for your child it's an integral part of a bright future a private christian school provides more one-on-one attention the structured learning and christ-based values you want for your child but if you didn't think you could afford it 960 the patriot presents half off tuition now is your opportunity to enroll your child at a local private christian school for half off we've partnered with some of the top christian schools in the valley to offer a limited number of half off tuition vouchers imagine smaller class sizes better grades and inspiring christian environments where the achievements are positively outstanding For details and a complete list of schools involved, go to 960thepatriot.com. A values-based Christian education has never been more affordable. Click now and get your half-off tuition voucher before it's gone. Only one or two vouchers per school available. And if you don't see the school you're interested in, let us know and we can try to work with that school. That's 960thepatriot.com. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30.
7: Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does.
6: Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. Yeah. Congrats. job. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful, it only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back, everybody. Every Saturday between 10 and noon right here on 960 AM, we're talking about cars. You're always welcome to join us. And if you want to send me an email, Mark at Mark Salem, like the dot com. Mark at Mark dot com. And if you leave me a phone number, I'll call you from my blocked line. If you don't accept block calls, then I'll figure that out soon enough. And then I'll write a, my answer to you but sometimes I have questions and sometimes that can turn into an email exchange that goes five and six times so, so I just like the the opportunity just to call you if that's possible and I don't call you in the middle of the night or anything like that I call you kind of during business hours yeah.
3: Pfft. You,
6: you start sometimes at 6 a.m. and I'm like uh, what time is it no it's usually because
2: <laughs> I've I sent them an email and they I said what time, what's your range and they go between six and one or something oh, like that okay I, I'm not going to call anybody at 6 o'clock in the morning. You
6: have before, trust
2: me. Well, I, I've called you, but that's <laughs> about it. All righty. Let's go to the phones real quick. Randy. Randy, you're up first. How can I help you?
8: Hey, uh, I was just curious. I have a 2010 F-150, and I'm having some braking issues. And uh, it's if I'm driving around town and I hit the brakes, it's smooth. But if I'm going a little faster on the freeway and I have to get on the brakes a little hard, the whole front end of the truck shakes
2: out from underneath me. Can you fix that,
6: Well, I would say, have you had your rotors uh, turned? It sounds like that the rotors are out of round. They're,
2: they're warped. Yeah. Yeah, your front brake rotors are warped. And Well, you... that's what
8: I was thinking, too, but I didn't because, like, it's normal when I'm going slow. Yeah. So I didn't know if it, if I had another part down there that was broken, or if you just think it's the rotors. That's great.
2: No, you're. You, you know, if I if somebody were to call me and say, "What's the classic warped rotors?" I would have said, "What came out of your mouth?" And you're you're unlike most men that that don't give us that kind of information and don't give us that kind of detail. When you're going slow, there's no rapid rotor movement. So if the rotors ten or thousandths out of uh, it's warped. 10 or 20 thousands, then you're not going to feel that 35, 45, 50 miles an hour. But when you get going 75 or 80, and I know your Ford doesn't go that fast, when you get going <laughs> 70 miles an hour, then you hit the brakes, then all of a sudden, da, 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 and the whole thing starts shaking. Now, this is what you do. You, you can take it to a shop or you can take the rotors off yourself, but I would prefer that we, t- we cut the rotors on the car, and I'll tell you why. Sometimes the side of the rotor has some rust on it or some dirt or grease on it. So if we take the rotor off and put it in and it comes true, then we go, oh, it's not warped rotors. Well, that's not true because the mating surface of the back of the rotor is up against the hub and we need to make sure that's okay. So sometimes we will fix a warped rotor problem by just cleaning this mating surface between the inside uh, of the rotor and the outside of the hub. And somebody was out four-wheeling and got a bunch of mud in there or something like that. So you can try that yourself. But if you make sure the mating surface is clean, you can pop the two rotors off and take them, um, you know, to a local auto parts store and have them cut it. But I would think you'd be better off in just cutting them on the on the vehicle themselves, and I, I think that's always a better idea. Okay. So here's
8: another question about that, though. I, I've also heard that on the newer Ford that the rotors are unturnable. You just have to buy new ones. Is that
2: true? Well, I've heard that too. But your car's eight years old, and I doubt very seriously that you have that. There's also there's always a minimum thickness. And so, okay. it's, some rotors have a much fatter thickness than than we need, and some of them are, are pretty tight. Now, your Range Rover, that's that thing can have, gosh, eight hundred dollars worth of rotors on it, and typically the brakes will wear the rotors out. So it's not uncommon to have a two or a three thousand dollar brake job on a Range Rover. But your Ford, wow. I, I've not done I've that. I've not heard that. I've not either. heard that in a long time. I, I just on the back side of your rotors, it's going to say it's going to give a millimeter in a thousandths. So it's going to say one point one twenty, and so and then it, and then it says minimum thickness is one point one twenty. So then we look at it, and in your particular case, it's one forty. So we got lots of meat that we can trim off that thing. Yeah. And okay. the thinner it gets, the easier it is to warp. Now, just tell your wife to stop hot rodding your truck, and they, they, she won't warp warp the rotors, okay?
6: <laughs> Will do. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Randy. Usually thank we can you. I appreciate it. it. Thank you, guys. Uh-huh. Okay. And usually we can turn those rotors a couple of brake jobs because we usually do them when we do the brake job or right. replace the pads. And, use, uh, if
2: they don't go metal to metal right. if they don't grind a bunch off and then bring them in metal to metal yeah. we can typically we can typically make rotors and drums go about 10,000 or 80,000 miles mm-hmm. about that yeah. 80,000 miles yeah. all righty Randy uh, no that was Randy that was Randy Mike how can we help you
9: how are you doing Mark good uh, i'm looking for a Volvo shop a shop that will do Volvo i'm down in Sun Lakes but uh, i know distance that really doesn't matter.
2: Okay. Why? What, what do you need them to do?
9: Well, number one, my, my son left the car here and, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, didn't come back. Okay. So we've got the car. <clears throat> what I want to do is have it checked out. I was thinking of taking it to the dealer and having them, you know, just take an overall look at it, but I'd prefer going to, a, you know, an aftermarket okay. shop.
3: All
2: right, well you put me in an uncomfortable situation cuz I'm the closest shop to you. Uh-huh. And and let me offer you something that's kind of a little out of the box. Are you going to get rid of this car is your intention no. is to no. use it or sell it? I'm
9: Going to keep it.
2: Okay. Okay, fair enough. So what you want to do is is you want to take it in and say to them, "I want to know what needs to be done now or in the future and give me a list of the issues and tell me why" and I want to be able to have that on a piece of paper with all the numbers all the the total numbers and exactly what you're going to do. And and it's really a matter of how far you're going to drive this car. Is this car going to be a 3000 mile car a year? Is it going to be a 30,000 mile car a year?
9: No, it'll be uh, you know, 3 to 5 I Okay.
2: Say. And so at that point the eyeballs are going to change. If you're not going to hop in this car and go to Boston to see your wife's family, then that's a completely different than putting three to 5,000 miles around Sun Lakes.
9: How did and, you know my wife lived in Boston? I was guessing. <laughs> God, you're unbelievable. I, mean, it, I, I can't believe this. Well, yeah. Wait a
2: minute. Wait a minute. Say Boston again.
9: Boston. I'm okay. Not, I'm not from Boston. Uh,
2: well, I know, but you got that from her. I don't know how I, I – I just picked some place far away on the East Coast, and okay. Boston popped into my head. So, All right. And and don't even accuse me of knowing your wife in advance, okay, Mike? <laughs> don't even th- or think about that because yeah. – yeah. no, but I'm up at Warner and I-10. You're more than welcome to use us. You can go to my website, MarkSalem.com. There's other shops. The closest one to you would be in Mesa. I would be the closest one to you. We're at Warner and I ten by the IKEA store just west about or east about a mile. You said and, uh, Warner
9: and I ten. Uh-huh. East okay. one Warner. mile, to the
2: south side of the road. Okay. And it's the name of it is Salem Boys Auto. And um you would um it's okay I want you to ask for my daughter Andy. And she knows more about cars than the lady sitting next to me who's
3: she does wife. i will agree with that
6: okay
2: so she and and you talk to your her dad and what you want is you want a general check over and you want a list of what it needs and why it needs it and what needs now and what can wait for 5000 miles or 10000 miles that's what you're looking for
9: Okay, thank you so very much.
2: Uh, you're welcome. And another, one other thing, Mike, and he I'm sure he can still hear me. It's kind of yeah. like a used car checkover. That's what we call yeah. it, yeah. A used car checkover is just what do I need now and later and down the road. So right. I just kind of want that kind of a thing, and you just describe how you're going to use the car because that's going to make a big difference. Right. So. Okay. okay, Mike, thank you very much. Thank you. Automatic Transmission Exchange has been at 40th Street in Washington since 1968. Phil knows Fred Flintstone. He knows who Fred Flintstone is. He's been around since 1968. He knows how to fix them. He knows how to fix leaks. He knows how to diagnose them. He's been around the block, and he's probably the oldest transmission guy in the state of Arizona and certainly the oldest in Phoenix. So if you're looking for any kind of transmission work and you live in Phoenix, 40th Street in Washington, Automatic Transmission Exchange, we call it ATE, and Phil is a good guy, and he'll take really good care of you. My name is
7: Mark Salem, 602 We'll be back in a minute.
0: The most important retirement event of the year is almost here, and you're invited. And you know what? It's absolutely free. The 2018 Retirement Roundtable is Wednesday, June 13th at 2 p.m. Eastern. This is an online event, so you can view it anywhere, and you can sign up today at retirementwatch.com. It's hosted by Roger Michalski of Eagle Financial, along with America's number one retirement expert, Bob Carlson, and a surprise special guest. What will you take away from the Retirement Roundtable? How small change in your current plans will eliminate the single biggest threat to your retirement. The one retirement strategy that will add $125,000 to your nest egg. How to collect more than $1,500 every month without paying a penny in taxes. The breakthrough strategy that can turn every $1,000 into $10,000 and more. Remember, the Retirement Roundtable is free, but you must sign up at RetirementWatch.com. That's RetirementWatch.com. Sign up today at RetirementWatch.com
6: so justin i was playing that video game forest brigade and it was pretty cool i was running down this like digital path and i met this digital frog and he was all like then i went playing in this virtual stream where this water it looked almost real it was this whole electronic forest world so what did you do well my parents
5: took me to the forest the real forest I was running down this, well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like, ribbit, and I saw an owl, too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles, like wet water. Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long.
6: Oh, that's uh, pretty cool, too.
9: This weekend, Unplugged, getting closer to nature get you closer to your family to find the forest nearest you go to discovertheforest.org brought to you by the u.s forest service and the ad council welcome back to the dog show up next we have satchmo
0: satchmo is a member of the shelter pet group that's right a group known especially for the couch snuggling ball chasing face licking and of course companionship now let's see him in action look how he makes eye contact with his person that's actually known as the treat stare how intuitive, and now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance will coming with this group. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit the theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council.
6: Zika is still a threat, so why risk it? We're taking our doctor's advice on how to protect our unborn baby from Zika birth defects.
0: Let's keep stopping Zika. Visit cbc.gov slash prevent Zika. This message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention.
1: A station exposing the lack of transparency in the media today. To hold the truth accountable. 960 The Patriot, where truth matters.
9: Welcome
2: back everybody. It's 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Folks, I want to just quickly take a second to tell you the difference between a three-whiskered kid and a gray-haired guy. Okay, the three-whiskered kid has this little cigarette-packed-looking thing that tells you about your codes in your car. He doesn't even have a clue that an oxygen sensor code can be caused by a plugged fuel filter. But he's interested in selling you lots of stuff. But let me tell you about a gray-haired guy. A gray-haired guy is Bob at Larry Harker's Auto Repair. He's been around since 1967. He's a go-to guy. He has diagnostic skills I could only pray for. This guy is as good as gold. Ellen, his wife, runs the front counter, and I've sent Bob a couple of cars where the story started off. Mark, I've had my Dodge truck to everybody in town, and nobody can fix it. And I say, take it to Bob at Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue and Indian School. It's worth the drive. If you've got a car nobody can fix, Bob can Of course, that's if he's available because he's always usually pretty busy. So it's not anything he's going to be able to do in just a snap second.
6: Yeah, and gray-haired guy, what I think you should have told Mike, too, is that most of us can do the fluid changes and the brakes and the different things on Volvo's, most of the independent shops. If it's some weird, you know, deal with a check engine light, sometimes we can't do it. We may not have the software, but most of the just maintenance items... On a Volvo. All of us can do on a Volvo. Okay, yeah.
2: Now I want to draw your attention that you're arguing with the car guy and few people have that ability. I know. But, but I do agree with you. I should have said to Mike with the Volvo and Sun Lakes. Right. That normal maintenance and, and a lot of stuff tires and brakes and belts and hoses and water pumps and all that stuff can be done by a general repair garage. Right. When you have a Volvo that you open the door and then the car quacks, and then the glove box opens up, and then the car backfires, that's something you need, someone who's been there, done that. Right. That's when you need some... I mean, we've had all kinds of quacky cars like that. Yeah, we have. And, and, and it's, you know, it, you honk the horn and the headlights come on. with well, the
6: penny and the cigarette lighter. Oh, my goodness. That, that thing that drove was, us crazy. Yeah.
2: But, but you're right. His Volvo, eighty percent of ninety percent of the work he needs can be done by an ASE Master Tech like sure. me and like the six guys we got at the shop, and like Bob and Kurt at Kurt's Auto. So, you, you find an ASE Master Tech, he can work on your Volvo, your Mercedes, your Lexus, all those kinds of cars. And we know when it's you need Time somebody, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, you need somebody better than we. Yeah. All righty, let's go to Joe. Joe, good morning to you. What can I do for you?
8: Hey, how are how are you? Uh, so I bought a '78 uh, Bronco uh, from you know a couple of kids who'd had it for a while and and done quite a bit of uh, stuff <laughs> to it. Let's call it that, uh, Stuff. you know, uh, and and uh, and so what I'm what I'm looking for. I've done a good portion of the you know the restoration of various parts of it, um, but you know, with the wiring, they had done some things that were um, let's call it custom. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and besides that, I mean, it's a 40 year old vehicle, so the wiring is, is brittle, and, you know, when I climb underneath there, I can see, you know, that there's some bare spots who would you recommend that might be able to take a look and, and what would it take? Is it worth it to kind of look at rewiring the whole thing?
2: No, 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 not rewiring. Just fix what you got to fix. That's all. Just fix what you got to fix. Now, chances of us being able to find a, a wire harness, and there's probably 10 different described wire harnesses. We have under the dash, under the hood driver's side, under the hood passenger side. We got under the car between the windshield and the tailgate. Then we got the rear tail light assembly harness. We got all that. Well, part of town, do you live in i need to send you to a gray-haired guy
8: Uh, i-17 in happy valley
2: okay you got tom at action auto and you got kurtz action is i-17 in deer valley and you got kurtz at bell bell and i-17 the northeast corner i promise you those guys are going to look at that and roll their eyes on a one to ten scale in a difficulty scale fixing up the wiring on a 78 bronco for either one of those two shops is really a three or a four yeah, so okay. they, unless the
6: kid's really butchered it. Well, even know. if he has, though, see,
2: here's the deal. First thing you've got to do is identify what he's attached to the circuit. Right. Then, he, more than likely, it's done wrong, okay? Right. He doesn't use relays. Yep. He has no safety devices in there, nothing. So the first thing you're going to do is identify what's this running okay, and it doesn't belong here. Mm-hmm. So then you clean up the mess he did, and right. you go back and and... Just like that car we had the other day, that Jeep, the, the, the customer was all wound up because he put an air suspension kit in it, and they hooked up some wires underneath the dash. Well, we looked at it. It was the most beautiful job we had ever seen. They used a, a trigger off the ignition switch to run a relay that was going to run a 20-amp service to this air pump. Well, he did, they didn't wire that 20-amp service into the ignition switch. They took a one-amp wire off there to close the relay and then the relay passed on 20 amps so it was a wonderful job and we told him we couldn't do any better and they did a great job so Mm -hmm. either one of those two guys both of them have gray hair both of them been around the block and both of them will handle a a 78 uh, wiring mess so okay all right good enough joe thank you very much all righty and we're going to go to Wayne, and we're going to break Wayne's thing into two. So just give me the front side, and I'm going to take a break, and then I'll answer it, because Renee will tell me the answer on the break. <laughs> Wayne?
4: Hello? Yes, yes, sir. Go right ahead. Okay, thanks. got two questions. I'm, uh, got a, I'm looking at getting a new vehicle, and Dodge has got the new, uh, I guess, the diesel, the six-cylinder, puts yes. in the 1500. Yes. Do you know anything about that, or are they... Well, curious
2: about it. Let me tell you that as far as the domestic diesels concern, no. And and I'm going to tell you that I recently went from a GM guy to a Dodge guy. Okay, I'm just going to tell you I've been a GM guy all my life. I've teased Ford guys all my life. I've teased Dodge guys all my life because Dodge used to be the biggest rattle trap in the whole wide world. I'm telling you now, I drive a one ton Dodge with the six seven diesel. I'm, the reason I bought the one ton Dodge for the six seven diesel is because my son's Dodge and he works at our same shop, he could outrun me, he could outpull me, he got better fuel economy, and it sounded better than my Dodge, his Dodge. So I bought a Dodge, and I handed him the keys, and I said, make mine like yours. And to this day, he won't do that, because I can't find the work order that tells me what he did to his. So the idea is, is that Dodge makes one of the best diesels in Mark Salem's mind, makes one of the best domestic diesels there is. So I don't know... You need to know that the first one or two years of this kind of a new process, there's going to be some technical service bulletins. There's going to be some bring it back in. We need to change this part or change this adjustment. There's going to be some software reprograms. That's what you're going to get on any car, no matter what it is. But as far as – let me change your question. Mark, who's got the most dependable, the most trouble-free diesels out there? I'm telling you, Dodge does. So I wouldn't have any problems.
4: I was uh, just worried about that six-cylinder. I'm not selling anything or anything big, so I'm about, I was just wondering about that. I didn't, well, can't get it, a lot my, of
2: information. My Cummins, the 6.7, is is a six-cylinder diesel, oh. um, but I'm quite sure that this is not going to be the 6.7, because that's a monster motor, not for a yeah. 1500. So, I'm not quite sure what diesel they're talking about, but I would imagine it's kind of like everybody else. They start with a monster and then they start tweaking it down for the other vehicles. So, yeah, they you know, said I'll, it was I'll tell you. A six cylinder. Yeah, no, but mine is a six cylinder, but it's okay, a six, okay. seven liter. Here's what I want you to do I want you to call my son Alan. Have you got a pencil? Yep. Okay, 480 598 1234. Four eight zero he's got a better finger on the pulse. And you say, your dad said, you'll know the answer to this. What about that new six-cylinder in the 1500 Dodge? If he tells you it's the regular six-cylinder, and I think it's going to be a, a dropped version, it's going to be a smaller than a 6.7 liter. That's a monster. I think, well, he'll have a better answer than I have. I'll tell you that. Okay. Sounds okay, good. Thank his, you, name, his name okay. is Alan, by the way, if I didn't okay, say Okay, I got
4: that, Alan. Okay. okay, I got one other question. I was, I was listening to you last, last week. you on the side-by-sides, and then I had to fill it, get, leave my vehicle, and I I lost you on that one.
2: Okay. Now, I'm,
4: I'm looking to get a side-by-side, too. Do you got any recommendations on them? I was looking at the Kawasaki, but uh, I don't On know.
2: the side-by-sides? Yeah. Okay, well, um, I'll tell you, everything I own is a Polaris um, the yeah. Yamaha has a pretty nice side by side. Side by side, but by far, in my opinion, the Polaris and the Can Am, to, to some extent, are the very best side by sides out there. I didn't know. All okay. righty, and yes, thank sir. you very much. All righty, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to take your call six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. The lines are wide open.
1: We'll be right back. Do you have what it takes to be 960 the Patriots' Top Shot? There's only one way to find out as 960 the Patriot and Scottsdale Gun Club present the second annual Top Shot Shooting Competition. 32 contestants will go head-to-head in a bracket-style tournament June 23rd and 24th until one person is crowned the new Top Shot champion. Whether you're new to shooting or a seasoned pro, Top Shot's accuracy targets, speed challenges, and even points for knocking down bowling pins will be fun and challenging for all. Make it to the finals and be crowned 960 The Patriots Top Shot and win $1,000. All participants will receive a Top Shot event bag with over $150 worth of gifts. Plus, as you advance, you'll have a chance to win gift cards from 21 Degrees Cigars and coins from Patriot Trading Group. Sign up today at 960thepatriot.com for Top Shot. June 23rd and 24th. Details and sign ups at 960thepatriot.com Sponsored by Patriot. Patriot Trading Group.
0: You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Andrew Moral, president of the Arizona Education Association. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Parents, we know you're tired at the end of a long day, but by taking just a few minutes to read with your child, you'll be setting them on a path towards reading and learning on their own. And studies show Students who read, and are read too, do better in school and in life. So have books that interest your child around your home. If your child enjoys sports, have books about sports. If your child enjoys ballet, have books about dancing. With parents and teachers working together, every child in Arizona can learn to read. And reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn.
1: A message from the Arizona Education Association. Patriot app tip number seven. Not only is the app the best place to listen to your favorite Patriot shows and podcasts, but look out for special contests, giveaways, and even scratch games right at your fingertips. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Got an iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today.
2: Welcome back, everybody, 45 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday from 10 to noon, we're here talking about your car questions, your car problems. I'll do the very best I can to give you guidance. I want you to know that for 25-plus years, I've been an ASE master technician, and I'm proud to tell you that six other masters work at our facility. It's very important that your technician be ASE certified. Now, he can be ASE certified if he does all eight tests. He's a master. But the eight tests are the eight different areas of a car, air conditioning, transmission, brakes, front end, suspension, gearboxes, stuff like that. So if you're a master, you've done it. Now, we have to recertify every five years until you retire, and then after that, you don't have to recertify. So I've been around the block. i got gray hair, and uh, and, I, and I know how to say three words if my wife has trained me, yes, no, and I don't know. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> I know how to say those. But I'm gonna tell you that I do know that S N S Tire and Auto Service in three locations has three locations. It's been around since nineteen seventy six. They're in Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. S has a comprehensive line of tires, many different brands of the same size, which gives you the opportunity to go in and say, That's my car. Would you give me a out the door tire price that I can write my check right now for for good, better, best tires. So give me three different levels of tires so that I can make up my mind whether I want to trade this in or sell it or give it to my son or or whatever you decide to do. So S&S can balance your tires. They do alignments. They do suspension work. They do maintenance work. But they're focused on tires, alignments, and suspension work. So if you have anything or if your needs on a tire are from a wheelbarrow to a tractor and everything in between, S&S Tires has what you need. Let's go to the phones and talk to Glenn. Glenn, good morning. How can I help you?
4: Good morning, Mark. Thank you. You bet. Uh, I, I had to call my mom and ask her if she called in to correct your grammar. <laughs> she she you know, does it, that. She does that all the time.
2: It's okay. It's okay. I, I, I had those two guys. Uh, they, ironically enough, since 1988, no one's found that, and two guys within about a two-month period of time brought it to my attention and. I thought it was funny, but you know, I—I I, God bless you for finding it, but it's just not on my radar screen. My hard drive is full, and this isn't even on RAM. So. No, I—I I, I
4: laughed and I literally called her because she she corrects the grammar all the time like that. And I read her the sentence, and it took her a while to figure out what was incorrect.
2: Yeah, it just doesn't sound right. He can fix anything. Uh, he can fix. You see. The only two things he can't fix are a crack of dawn and a broken heart. And and they say it needs to be R. But it's okay. All righty, what's up?
4: Uh, I I have a question regarding a 2010 Toyota Tundra. Okay. Um, There's a safety feature they programmed into it where if you put the brakes on, the gas pedal will stop uh, accelerating. Can I have that undone?
2: (sighs) You know, I would imagine that somebody with a, di- a wiring diagram could, could do that. But I'll tell you what I think they've done. I'll bet you that's throttled by wire. It is. Okay, okay. so it has two transmitters and two receivers on that thr- accelerator circuit. They go through the computer, so the computer looks at the throttle angle you're creating with your right foot, and then it tells the, the throttle blades what to do. So when you f- apply the brake within the computer, once it sees brake light activation, it's going to say to the throttle, the throttle-by-wire, don't do anything. I want you to go to idle and don't do anything as, easily, as long as he's got his foot on the brake. Now, in a, it might be worth your time to pull the brake light fuse and see if it still happens. Now, I'm thinking outside the box here, and, and if you pull the brake light fuse and it doesn't do that, then they're probably picking up the brake signal off the brake lights. Now, I, you're I going
0: gonna...
4: to... I have something that may help you think this through. Okay. Is I believe there was a TSB issue because of somebody you know said the throttle stuck on their Toyota, that they, they issued the TSB and they and they reprogram the computer, and they did that with my 08, but I refused that program because off-roading, I like to use the brake and the gas simultaneously sometimes. Right,
2: You right. You're right about the Toyota. They were in the forefront of that stuck throttle issue. The only problem with that is is the black box in the cars. I mean, I remember seeing one of those stuck throttle black box data, and the throttle is varying like crazy, and that means the foot is varying like crazy. And there were times where the foot was completely off the throttle, the RPM drop, and the speed slacked off. So the, the, there was a lot of Toyota stuck throttles that people were just. Uh, the, the people would hire the Eagle, the Beaver, the Snake, the Gopher, and go after Toyota for right. those kinds right. of things. And so I've seen one bona fide throttle stuck, and it was a little girl that was on her way home with her brand new car, with her new used car, going to Payson. And the throttle stuck as she started up the hill. She blew through town and died on the other end. And I got to look at that vehicle, and that's the very first bona fide, and and verified thing I've ever seen. And the throttle was definitely stuck, and it was created by a recall that had been done improperly. Uh oh. And to tell you how fast that thing settled within three months. And that's never happened in my life before that was should have gone five or six years and Ford wrote that family a check in in less than three months so it was a it was so obvious to everybody that the recall was first. the job wasn't done exactly as it should, which created a new problem which then broke the straw, which then caused the throttle to stick when she started up the hill and so and and in your particular case. Um, if if they're picking up the brakes from a, a wire that goes directly to the computer and then they're taking away your throttle by wire, I don't think you're going to be overcome that unless you hire someone to program that out of your PCM. And I want you to know that's probably the worst idea that I could have given you.
4: I had a feeling you'd say that, to be honest with you. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a bad deal. It's You have no idea who's doing it, and he'll be gone when you ask him for help. And if you ask for your original software, he can give it to you, but you have no way in heck to put it back in your car.
4: And his liability could be ugly, too.
2: Well, and yeah, there's plenty of those guys out there. I'm, I deal with them on a regular basis for the performance stuff. When we put a new Hemi in an old Jeep, then we actually get software that goes with the Hemi, but... I think it's been blessed by Chrysler, so they understand people are taking that Jeep, that V8 Hemi and putting it in all kinds of different vehicles, and so they've created a PC and the appropriate software, and all they really need to do is we just need to tell it what size tires you have. So there's a lot of that stuff going on, and it's quite different than it was in 1996 when we first started having oxygen sensors and fuel injection and stuff like that. And I would say in the next five years, there's going to be just about a whole bunch of clowns uh, all over the world that are going to be able to reprogram your car. Right now, we have a car, and I won't tell you what it is, but a car has this this problem with cylinder select, and so it takes a V8 and makes it run like a four-cylinder. And the transition between 4 and 6 and 6 and 8 and 8 and 4 is really rough. And it creates a problem that customers hate. So they make a little box that plugs into the assembly line data link, which is on your left-hand side underneath the dash. You plug this box in, and it takes cylinder select away. Mm. That's all it does is take cylinder select away. So you're going to lose some fuel economy, but you're not going to have the aggravation of going from four, six, to eight, and back to four, and back and forth, and back and forth. So I did buy one of those not too long ago and put it on a customer's car, and it worked perfectly, and there was no after effects. And the beauty of it is is if he wants cylinder select because he's going to go on a trip and he'll he'll be happy for the fuel economy, he just unplugs it. So that was kind of cool, but that's kind of new technology. All righty, Glenn, thank you very much. Good luck on your Tundra. And... Do you have anything you... Oh, I wanted to tell them. Folks, we're up in in Payson right now. We have a a studio in our ranch house. And so Renee was just sitting here. My wife was with me. We have... We just brought our horses up here. In reality, our horses have the life of Riley. Yes?
6: Yeah, I'd say so. (laughs)
2: Because they live in the valley during the winter. Yeah. So from late October to November, we take them back down to the valley. And they're in pastures with grass that's knee deep. Then the 1st of April or somewhere in April, I bring the horses up here. And obviously, last night was 41 degrees or something like that. And so the horses love it up here. Yeah. We brought our miniature burrow up here, and her name's Burita. And she's a, she's about the size of a large German shepherd. She has ears longer than, than an ear of corn. Yeah. And she's mm-hmm. been in our family for 20 years? 20 years. 20 yeah. years. So when we brought her up here with the horses, the two... There's two horses that get along with the other two, or there's two horses that get along and two horses get along. We brought four horses, but the two teams don't necessarily like one another. And Burita will go out there, and when I feed, she'll stand in between the A horses and the B horses. She's a referee. Yep. And she's a referee. And she's, her her rear feet are deadly, although she's never hurt anybody we know with her feet. Right. Maybe a coyote, but that's about it. She's never kicked you or me or the kids. No. So we're doing radio, and Ray sets her headphones down, and she heads out the door. And I'm going, "What's going on?" So at the break, I say, "What are you doing?" And she says, "I just saw Brita drink the rest of her water in her in her water bowl, or mm-hmm. her, not her water bowl, but her water barrel." Right. So you went out there and filled it back up. Yeah. The, the burros don't drink like a dog, where they don't lap and slather the water all over. She literally puts her lips in a in a position, and she sticks her nose in the water and inhales water. Yeah, that's like the horses. I I don't know how they do it's, it.
6: But <laughs> I had a bucket the other day, and all of a sudden it got light in about two seconds. I was just amazed.
2: And uh, so we're happy. To, uh, that's why you left is because we're happy to see that she has found the water because the horses drink out of a tub that's three foot tall, which Berita can't get to. So we had to make a gate, a one-way gate for Berita, so the horses wouldn't go in and eat her food and drink her water. Yep. So she has this one-way gate that she can go through, where the horses can't because it's taller than the bars. Or they can't squat down like she can. Right. So anyway, that's the day of the life of Mark and Renee Salem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and anything else? I'm ready. Who's, who's at the door?
7: Uh, Dave is at the door.
2: Dave, how are you? What can I do for you?
7: Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Good,
2: good.
9: Yes, um, I believe that you had this subject before about air conditioning.
8: Okay. Um,
9: so does this apply to all cars or just older cars where you should crack the window to let warmer air in with the cold air?
2: No. He, here's how it is. It's... It's you. When you get in your car, you drop your windows down about an inch on on either side because hot air rises. Now you turn it on. You don't. You just turn on your air conditioning on normal, not recirculatory or not maximum. Recirculatory and maximum is the same word. So you're going to turn on. We're going to blow into the pop bottle, but we've got the windows down. So as the cold air comes in, it the hot air rises and is blown out of the windows so we're gonna exhaust the hot air much faster by using normal at the very beginning then after about four or five or six minutes you roll up the windows and you go to recirculatory and that's called air conditioning as your house so normal is kinda like swamp cooler we need to have a window open and you to push the, the stuff out out the hot air outside in and, and in air conditioning, you want your doors and your windows locked. So the difference is between swamp cooler and your air conditioning, and that's all the time I have. Mark at MarkSalem.com. See you next week.